News, laws, and regulations are changing by the day. We get it. It's hard to stay on top of it all. That's why ADP is here to guide you with up-to-the-minute compliance expertise to help you navigate these complex times so you can pay your people accurately and on time, regardless of changes in legislation. When you rely on us for payroll and HR, you're trusting us to help you take care of your people. It's what we've been doing for over 70 years, and that's not about to change. ADP, HR talent, time, benefits, and payroll, informed by data and designed for people. This is Dr. Mariah White, host of Your Life Matters. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. Hello, hello, welcome, and thank you for joining the Confessions of a Military Spouse podcast. We are your hosts, Jenna Burt and Candace Gomez. Jenna is a military spouse of 10 years, a mom, a registered and certified dental assistant, and a certified phlebotomist. And Candace is an active duty military member of 17 years, a military spouse of 13 years, a mom, and a student. Again, we just want to say thank you for being here with us today. As always, we highly encourage you to share our podcast. Also, we definitely appreciate any and all feedback. So if you would like to leave us some feedback, please feel free to email us at confessionsofamillspouse at gmail.com or find us on Facebook or Instagram at confessionsofamillspouse or at publichousemedia.org. So Candace and I talk quite frequently throughout the week, and we're always talking about different podcast ideas and things that we want to talk about on our podcast. And last week, um, it just kind of hit me as I was sitting there meal prepping for what felt like 27 years um, (laughs) (laughs) that there are things um, that I do differently when my husband is gone Um, either for deployment or training or anything like that than I do whenever he's home. And I'm not sure if it's because um, I have the comfort of him being home and knowing that he can kind of pick up the slack that I can't get to when he's here, or if I just want to feel like I'm really prepared while he's gone. I'm not really sure. Um, But when I was doing that, it made me realize that I do things differently when he's gone. So we thought that would be a good topic to talk about and talk about, you know, things that you can do while your spouse is gone to help make your life easier. Um, Things that, you know, from Candace's perspective that she appreciates while she's gone um, and different things like that. So let's go ahead and jump on in. I I call what you're going through, uh, Jenna, I call that survival. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's very true. (laughs) Very, very true. It was just so interesting that, you know, it just hit me one day that I was like, man, I do not like sit here on a Sunday night and cut up Ella's vegetables and fruits and my vegetables and fruits like this when Dustin's home. And then, you know, usually every morning we're scrambling, like, are you making Ella's lunch? Am I making Ella's lunch? Like (laughs) what's happening here? (laughs) And so it was one of those things that I realized like meal prepping like that or getting things prepared as much as I can throughout the week really helps me 
while he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, we, um, well, right now, Rosie, she eats at school. It's free. Well, sometimes she eats at school. She comes home. We're like, what do you have for lunch? She's like, oh, carrots. I'm like, okay, you have to eat more than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this week, uh, so we're making her take her lunch this week. So, but she does it. We, we have her do it, honestly. Um, but we're both here to kind of manage that, but it is pretty hectic. My, I think for, uh, for me, my mornings are more hectic than any other time when he's not here. Um, I think that's probably true both ways. Just because in the morning we're trying to get ourselves ready, get our food together, get our lunch, our water, you know, whatever we need throughout the day. And then we have a soon to be three year old. She turns three actually in two days. Um, uh, so she, uh, she's got a, a lot of work. <laughs> she needs a lot of help, right? <laughs> uh, so we're helping her get ready, like still brush her teeth and, you know, make sure she takes a vitamin. She needs help to get in the chair and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we're still, we're doing that. So I think our, my morning is a uh, way more hectic um, when I'm by myself for sure than, than evenings. Yes, I would definitely agree. Well, and I feel like I kind of like to reserve the evening time um, for more of that downtime because, you know, I've worked a long day. Ellis had a long day at school. Um, another thing that I notice that I do now while he is gone, and if he listens to this episode, he's going to be like, who is this lady? Like, she is <laughs> not my wife. Like, <laughs> So maybe I shouldn't be saying this because he's going to come back and expect it. No, but... One of the other things that I realized that I do is that I try to cook whatever meal I'm having the night before. So yeah, like Sunday night, I try to cook Monday's meal and then Monday I try to cook Tuesday. So then that way, when that day comes around, I'm usually only having to reheat or make the sides for that meal. And for whatever reason, for me, that seems like it works so much better than rushing home and having to cook an entire meal by just reheating the main meal that I have already prepared. Yeah. So, um, I do a lot of, um, doubt meal prepping essentially was gone. Of course, this depends on how long he's gone for. So since we've been on the East coast, uh, my husband's only been gone. Um, I think the longest was maybe 30 days. It was probably less than that. I feel like I've been gone for 30 days. I know I've been gone for 30 days at a time, um, since we've been here, but I feel like he's been gone for like maybe a week or two, maybe a little bit longer. And so one of the things we've done here, and I only use this for short time frames, is like um, at the grocery store or at Sam's, they sell like ready cooked meals that you can reheat and you just make others like you make the sides with it. So like one of actually one of the girl's favorite meals to eat is one of those ready side dishes and it's like beef and gravy. And then they like to have it on the egg noodles and it just makes my night super easy. I give them a side of fruit or vegetables and then all I have to do is heat it and it heats in the microwave, which is like my favorite thing. And it doesn't taste, (laughs) it doesn't taste gross though. We found some we're not fans of just because the kind of meat it is or whatever, but yeah, that's, that's what I use. Like when he's gone, I use that for sure. Longer periods of time though. I don't know. Like you, I go into survival mode, like what you're talking about, you know, like cooking as much as I can. And my lunch the next day is often leftovers from dinner that night. So I cook a little bit extra for lunch, like on purpose. Yeah. I don't know. I think we talked about this a little in the introduction too, where like, you just got to find that thing to that like alleviate some of your stress you know like for us it was yes. pizza 
I think you said for you guys, it was like going to Subway one night where you just knew you didn't have to worry about cooking and it was like a done thing and it was easy. Like for us, it was pizza. We'd walk down the street to the pizza place and uh, we'd order a slice of pizza and a beer and then, well, I'd order a beer. My daughter, obviously not, but... (laughs) (laughs) she might okay Uh, she might need it (laughs) too I mean real talk I kind of wish sometimes you know I'm like sleep through the night will you um but yeah no so like those things I don't just make that time frame a little bit different they really do absolutely absolutely and you know we've continued now that Dustin is gone right now we've continued to Friday nights is our mommy daughter night. Ella loves it. She looks forward to it. She knows that she pretty much gets to pick what we do. She gets to pick where we eat, if we watch a movie, if we play Nintendo Switch, if we play a board game. And it's something that she looks forward to, but I also look forward to it because I don't have to put any thought and effort into (laughs) any of it. (laughs) And I know that probably sounds terrible, but anybody who's gone through a training or a deployment or anything like that totally understands what I'm talking about. Yeah, for sure. I I like when Rosie gets to pick stuff like that because I'm like, oh, it's so much easier. The other day she came home with a really good report card. We were really pleased with the work she's done and uh, improving specifically in one area. And so I was like, you get to pick dinner tonight. And she was like, that's easy. And so she picked and we were like, oh, thank God I don't have to worry about it tonight. Right? (laughs) And it seems so small and so like minimal. But when you're literally deciding seven days a week what somebody is going to have for dinner and lunch and breakfast and everything in between... Like that one meal not having to pick is literally so relieving. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even care what it is. Like, no, it really is. It really is. You know what's crazy is um, I have never done anything really extreme while he's been deployed or gone from home. What I mean is, like, um, I've seen stories of of spouses uh, who will lose like a hundred pounds while their spouse is deployed, and they're like an entirely different person when they come home. It, that's I. It's incredible. I I don't like I I don't know how I would even go about doing something as right. significant as that when they're gone. I'm in full survival mode. Like, how am I going to make it from this weekend to next weekend? for the next six months and I see people's stories of they're like I lost 100 pounds my husband didn't even recognize me when he came home I was had to like walk up to him and like reintroduce myself I'm like that's crazy right it is it's amazing but it's also so crazy because like you said it really for me too it is just survival mode and some days it's literally like day-to-day hour to hour, minute to minute, sometimes even second to second. And there are some days I just count down the time until bedtime. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Yes. And 100%. people, people make so much fun of me because they know if it's after eight o'clock at night, the chances of you getting a hold of me are very, very slim. <laughs> and they laugh at me, but I'm like, that is the only thing that keeps me sane. Yeah. Yes. Because I, I get to go to bed and I don't have to worry about anything anymore. Yeah. I like the, you know, after I get the girls in bed part because I just get a few minutes like by myself. And then if he's busy, I'm like really by myself, you know, it's like a small little break of just breathing time. Yes. It's pretty, I, I, I like it. I think when he's gone, I tend to pick up things like reading and then he comes home and he's like, you're reading. What are you doing? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, what the hell else am I supposed to do with my time after they go to bed? I, 
I needed something else to occupy my time, okay? Yeah, I'm like, I got bored with TV, the book, I I mean, uh, what else did you want me to do? Like, I... (laughs) My options are limited here, okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, just just go with it. It's just a book. (laughs) Right? Well, and I think my biggest piece of advice for most spouses when they're going through, like, a deployment or a training is to give yourself that break. Because I know I've heard from a lot of spouses that after they put their kid to bed, that's when they get all their stuff done. And obviously it's different for everybody, especially if you have younger kids, um, older kids, things like that. But my biggest thing was allowing myself to leave the dishes piled in the sink and to leave the clean dishes in the dishwasher and whatever else needed to be done to just leave it and to take that little bit of time to myself and let myself decompress because the minute that I don't do that is the minute that everything just piles up and the overwhelming feeling sets in and then it feels like you can't ever accomplish anything. Yeah. Like you're not, you're never done. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I feel like isn't really talked about and I don't know if it's like a real thing or if it's something that like I put on myself the last time Dustin was deployed um care packages were Mm -hmm. you know I feel like that's such a big thing and everybody talks about oh sending these care packages while your significant other is gone and I remember there were times like I would go to the store and I would buy this stuff and I would just sit there and look at it Because, again, I was in survival mode and, you know, I couldn't keep my house clean. How was I going to find the time to sit down and cutely decorate a box and put all this stuff in it and take it to the post office and, you know, get the customs form and all of that and send it out? Yeah. You know, that to me was so overwhelming. And I imagine that if I feel like that, that other people probably feel like that as well. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would imagine one of the things I used to do, um, when he would deploy was I would just get a box and then I would leave it. I would like tape, tape, tape open. Oh my goodness. I would, (laughs) um, tape the bottom. Welcome to my week. Jeez. Um, I would tape the bottom and then just leave it open. And as I was shopping or I was somewhere and I'd be like, Oh, oh, I want to send that. I would just buy it. And then I just throw it in the box. And then when the box was full, then I would, then I would close it up and be like, okay, in like the next two days, I'm going to purposefully make a trip to the, um, to the post office to send it. Right. But that was like, oh God, I feel like we're so old. Sometimes we were talking about going to, <laughs> going to the post office. Like people do people do that. I mean, I do that still, but I know a lot of people who own their own businesses and stuff and they say they like ship and mail for like directly from home, you know? So that's, like nowadays. That's me. I'm yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not there yet, but no, I think that that's also another good option too. I think so if you, if you can figure that out more power to you, cause I don't have it yet, but I'd be using the crap out of that <laughs> if he were gone for, you know, if he needed care packages, which I'm, I'm very thankful um, that we have not. I think we're coming into that here pretty soon because I'll be changing units. But um, I think uh, we're we're very lucky right now that we don't have to deal with that again. Uh, And we have not had to deal with an extended amount of time. When I say extended, to me, over 30 days has a different significance to me. I think that's just my military mindset. 
So if, if that doesn't mean if two weeks is a long time for you, two weeks is a long time. You know what I'm saying? No, I would, I would definitely yeah. agree. And I sometimes think that when they're gone for the shorter trainings, like the two weeks or like the month, sometimes I feel like that's almost harder than them being gone for a long period of time because it's like they leave and then you get adjusted and then boom, they're back. Yeah, I have a harder have time to- with shorter periods too. <laughs> yes. I mean, honestly, and I I hate to say that, and not that I would ever wish that Dustin would go away for a really long time, but he and I have had that conversation because before his last deployment, um, when they were doing workups all the time, he'd be gone for a month and then home for a month and then yeah. gone for a month and then home for and it's so disruptive. Workups and, are the worst. Oh my gosh, they really are. And You know, obviously there's nothing anybody can do about it, but it's part of the territory and it's something that you have to deal with. And for us being able to have that open conversation and say, hey, like, no offense, but it's really disruptive when you come and go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and it's nothing to do with you. Just know, like, it's a struggle for everybody. And I know it was a struggle for him as well. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I do want to go back to care packages because I've been thinking a a lot about this. And so I do want to go back to that. But I'm going to be honest with everyone. (laughs) And a a lot of people won't admit this. And I think it's just because a lot of people um, can't compare the two things. So maybe this is just my experience. But I'm going to be totally honest. Being deployed is easier. I think I honestly think being the deployed one is, is easier than being the one at home and that and so you know mind you I'm a logistician by trade so I'm not you know I'm not a a infantryman that's not what I do so I'm not going to pretend like I understand that on deployment I mean I do a little bit right because I'm a marine so we practice those things but Um, I'm not at that level where it's what I do 24 seven, right? I'm a logistician by trade. So I don't go out in the, in the far, far forward. Um, we ha- we're on, you know, uh, a forward operating base, which is usually a little larger, a little bit more secure. Um, so I won't pretend that I know what that is like, although I have had my Marines there and I've been to those places for a short amount of time. Um, I haven't spent a whole deployment like that. Uh, but I, I'm going to just be totally honest. I think being the one deployed is so much easier than being the one at home. I, <laughs> it's so much harder. I'm, I'm so home. glad that you brought that up, though, because that is a conversation or maybe a disagreement or argument. I don't really know that Dustin and I literally have all the time. Yeah. And um, it's one of those like. He's like, well, you don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, I think they're both hard, right? So I don't want to devalue either because they're hard. They're both hard in their own right. I'm saying for me, if I had to choose, (laughs) right? I love my children and my spouse, but I, it's easier for me to be the one who's gone than to be the one who's home. (laughs) I, yeah, I could completely see that. And do you think that it's easier to be gone? Well, I mean, obviously, because you don't have a spouse, you don't have kids, but do you think because of what you're doing when you're gone, that it helps keep your mind off of those things? Um, 
Yeah, but I think it's more because when you're gone, you're the one who's away. You're literally focused on you and what you're doing. So I don't have 80 meals to make for the week. I just have to <laughs> walk to the... I mean, yeah, for but I wash walk to the chow hall and eat, and then I leave, and then I don't have to worry about you know telling my two year old sit down, stop moving, don't don't throw your napkin on the floor. Where's your napkin? <laughs> Wipe your mouth. Don't don't you can't do that at the table. Okay, that's enough water for now. You need to eat something. Like I'm not having that conversation eighty times. I'm just putting my own food in my own mouth, throwing it away, throwing my trash away, and then leaving. It's, it's just it's simpler. It feel, those things, all of those things, feel simpler. So it just makes it a. I think it makes it a little bit easier for me. <laughs> well, that's understandable. And just so our listeners know, Candace and I had a little bit of a conversation before we hopped on, and I'm going to kind of jump back to that conversation because it ties in really <laughs> well with this. So um, one of the things that Dustin and I both hate is the laundry. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm not really sure other than my mother, I've ever met someone who actually likes laundry, um, mm. but Dustin refuses to do it. And that's fine. Um, but when he's gone for an extended period of time and he comes home, I'm like, bro, can you just help me out? Like for the last, however long, every single week I've done it all by myself. Can you just like hang the clothes up or something? And it kills me because it never fails. I'm always having a bad day when he decides to tell me, oh, the people lost my laundry again. (laughs) (laughs) Part of me is like, damn, that really sucks. But then the other part of me is like, you have someone to do your laundry? <laughs> like, we kind of. Depends on where you are. But I'm for real, laundry and deployment sucks so bad. <laughs> and this was the conversation that we were having before we hopped on. Listen, if you if you use bulk laundry, which is what which is what Dustin's using in the field, they they go yes. to a bulk laundry facility. And so maybe he's lucky that his laundry gets put into one of the non-industrial washers, but y'all our clothes get washed in an industrial washing machine, which means my dirty clothes are mixed with other people's dirty clothes that I may or may not know. Um, and then they're all washed in the same dirty, black, and disgusting way. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <laughs> it's so true. It's and so true. the clothes are clean because the water is now brown instead of black. <laughs> and all y'all's clothes smell disgusting. So. Period. End of story. <laughs> Uh, it's just gross. Uh, that's one of the things I did want to talk. I know we're jumping around a little bit, but that is one of the things I wanted to say. One of the things that I do when my husband is deployed for an extended amount of time is I tell him, listen, do not bring home the underwear, socks, or skivvy shirts, green, brown, whatever color your spouse wears. Don't bring it home. And then when he gets home, I have over time bought him all new stuff because that stuff just gets so worn out and disgusting that I just, over the deployment, purchase new ones, wash them with regular laundry when I do it, and then I put it in the drawer. And I say, hey, don't pack that stuff. Don't bring it home. 
you keep an extra pair in case, I don't know, you get stuck in an airport somewhere, which does happen. And when you're packing out for the final time, throw that stuff away and don't bring it home. And so I try to stock the drawers at home with clean underwear, clean socks, and clean new um, shirts and stuff like that because, oh, I know what comes out of those laundry uh, <laughs> right. washing machines. And mm, I almost sometimes I'm like, please lose my laundry so I can have an excuse to buy new stuff. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I I think that's a really great idea and something like I personally would have never thought about, but it's definitely something that I will start implementing because, I mean, there have been so many times Dustin has told me like, yeah, I got my laundry back and doesn't even look clean. Like, yeah, oh, it is not. <laughs> and then I think about the fact that, okay, like if they're over in Iraq or Afghanistan or wherever, and it's really, really hot. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they have seven to nine months or however long it is that they're over there. And it's in the hundreds every single day. You have to have your sleeves down. You're just profusely sweating. Yep. And then your laundry is getting thrown into these nasty industrial <laughs> washers yeah. and dryers. Like it cannot be clean. It just can't. It's not. It's not. And if your spouse is a, I, just my recommendation, a tip for you guys is uh, if your spouse is a, a female service member, um, I have two sets of, of bras. I have um, at home bras that I wear on my normal. I'm at home. I use my own washing machine, my own shower both sports bras and, and regular type bras. Um, and then I have a deployed slash field set, um, which are a little bit different. Uh, they're a little different supportive wise, but um, I have two different sets of bras to take with me. <laughs> That's really <laughs> smart though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, maybe a little TMI, but uh, one of the things I've learned over the years for female service members is so you don't have to do laundry as often and don't have to change your undergarments as often. And I know that sounds really gross, but one of the things I always pack now is um, panty liners. So use a panty liner every day instead of being um, skin contact to your underwear. It's just a little more hygienic. See, and this is like amazing things that people like myself, I would have never thought about because I've never been in that situation. Oh, it's taken me years to master that. So, you know, it's <laughs> like, don't get it wrong. Like, <laughs> oh, I mean, I wasn't doing this off the bat. You know, it's taken me a long time to really do that. But it's just through talking with other service members. And so I'm I'm saying these things because, um, you know, if your service member spouse is deployed or whatnot or getting ready to go, these are just things you can send or things you can prepare to send with them. Um, it might help. I don't know. Just no, I, I think it's great um, because I personally am always looking for, I guess, like non-conventional items to send to Dustin when he's deployed because, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, I've got access to wherever I can buy whatever food I want. And like, he's such the type of person that he never craves anything. Um, yeah. And he's like, you know, you can't send me any chocolate because it'll melt or you can't send me this because it'll do that. And that's against the regulation. So I'm the type of person that I'm always looking for things like that and helpful things that he will actually use. Because I also think about the fact that everything I send, if it's like not edible or whatever, it has to come back with him as well. Yeah. Or he's got to store it somewhere. 
Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I do think about that. And I know one of the things that I sent him almost all the time was deodorant because I don't know if he ate it while he was over there or what. But I think every time I sent a box, he was like, oh, I need more deodorant. Oh, I need more deodorant. And I'm like, I swear to God, I just sent it to you like two weeks ago. What are you doing? Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, hygiene products are always good. The USO ships hygiene products to deploy troops all the time, which is fantastic. Um, you know, and there's a lot of different uh, services that send that kind of stuff. But yeah, service members always need socks. It's so strange, but they do. You just walk through your socks, literally walk holes into your socks. Um, you know, shaving cream uh, deodorant, soap, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Of course, dependent on where the service member is at. Right. So if they're, you know, living in the dirt, they, they don't have a whole lot of use for, um, uh, soap, but socks certainly, um, for sure. (laughs) That's so Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I can only imagine like, you know, we're talking about the laundry situation. I can only imagine what the shower situation is like. Yeah. You know, one of the things, um, sorry, I'm just, my brain is like all over with this stuff. There's so <laughs> much, there's so much, but you, cause we're saying, right. Like you don't want to send stuff that they can't eventually get rid of or aren't going to like eat. Um, so one of the ways I used to, um, and actually this started with my mom, um, when I was deployed, my mom, would decorate my boxes and so I'm sure people could you can Pinterest like you know care packages and there's some pretty intense stuff going on there like things I'm like oh my gosh yeah but what my mom used to do is go to the dollar store and she would buy stickers for a dollar and then she would put them all over the outside of the box and it was just something that was different and funny sometimes um you know, and maybe she would theme them, maybe not, doesn't matter. I mean, one time I think she sent me a box with princess stickers all over it, you know. <laughs> I mean, but everybody just kind of got a smile out of it and a little giggle, and so it just kind of brightened everybody up. But I didn't have to store it anywhere. Um, I didn't feel bad for getting rid of it because she was doing it just because she wanted to right. and to make everybody kind of smile. And so I, I did it a couple times with my husband when he was deployed. Um <laughs> Please tell me, please tell me you put princess stickers on this package. I think one time I did. (laughs) Yes. Um, But it's just like, they're going to be like, oh, why'd you do that? It's so embarrassing. And it is a little bit. It's a little embarrassing, but also like, it just makes everyone smile and kind of laugh. And it's just something you can do that isn't super overwhelming for you at home to like another thing I have to do. You know, one of the times I think I had Rosie, um, and she was younger during one of his deployments. I think the last one he was on, I had her color on the box. She yes. was like driving me crazy because, you know, they want to be a part of the process. And I'm like, color in it here. I'm writing a card to daddy for whatever reason, just scribble in it. I don't care. And she wasn't writing then. So I just gave it to her with some colors. And I was like, have at it. I don't care what you do to the card. She colored on the front, inside the back. Didn't matter. She colored everywhere. <laughs> didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. They get that and they they love that, you know. And uh, I think one time I sent, I found a really thin um, photo book. Of, uh, I say photo book, and now I really sound old. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, oh, oh God. Just date a, yourself now. <laughs> geez, a, fo- a photo album, you know, it was really thin. Like, I think from like Walgreens, it was a little leather thing, and I just slit, printed a bunch of pictures, which you can still do at Walgreens. 
Um, and I just <laughs> slid them in there and I mailed them that, you know, I mean, all kinds of pictures, pictures of us together, new pictures of the kids. It didn't matter um, what it was, you know, I, I slid it in there, pictures of our dogs. Um, oh, and it was very thin. <laughs> it was very thin. So it was easy to carry around and, and keep, um, you know, so I don't think care packages have to be huge. I will say if your service member spouse is asking for something specific, do try to make sure you stick that in there because they're really looking for that thing because they need it or they really, really, really want that thing to make them feel better. Um, right. And so sometimes it's kind of a bummer when you don't get those things if you're you're really hoping to see them in the next box or two. Um, but even that cards. Yeah, even cards, guys. Like I spent six months in Virginia in school when uh, my husband and my daughter were in Okinawa and I would just write a card. And I would just throw it in the mail, which you can do from your house. You just throw it in your mailbox to put the flag up. <laughs> I'm serious. could be that easy. You know, I would just write whatever. It doesn't matter. Just a card that says, I love you and I miss you. And sign your name and then throw it in the mailbox. Call it a day. It doesn't have to be something extravagant every time, you know? Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Let me ask you something, though, because you have been deployed. Because I feel like something I struggled with whenever I would send care packages was um, I would have people tell me, like, well, just be careful how many photos you're sending or, you know, be careful of what you're sending because it's going to remind them of home and that's just going to make it worse for them. Like what, what is your thought on that? Mm, I've never experienced that. I mean, maybe for some people, um, I'm not sure, you know, we want to keep that connection with home. Most service members do, you know, I've heard some unfortunate stories, actually one of, um, one of the, women that Chris used to work with, um, had an unfortunate deployment, um, in which she took her own life while she was on deployment away from her kids and her spouse. And so that was not a good, um, thing, but it wasn't because they sent her pictures and she missed her kids. You know what I mean? There were some other things going on there. So I don't know. I've never experienced that. Sometimes you want to feel like you're part of what's going on at home still, even though you know you're not, and you can't like fully be part of that. I don't yeah. know. I've never, I've never heard anybody be upset because they got pictures, you know, or they got a certain thing from home. Yeah, that definitely makes yeah. sense. And like I said, for me on the other side of it, you know, <clears throat> when Dustin was deployed, I was fortunate to have my best friend there. We had a really good group of friends. Obviously, coronavirus wasn't a thing, and we did so much stuff. Yeah, And I know for him personally, like he loved to see us doing stuff. Um, And so I would send him pictures all the time. Um, I would email him. I would give him like a synopsis of what we did for that week or whatever. If Ella had like, she was in karate at the time and I had (laughs) cheer at the time and everything else. Um, So I would send all of that stuff and tell him all of those things. And like you said, he was happy because he felt like he could be a part of that. Um, we went to Disneyland while he was gone, which he was really thankful for that because Disneyland is not his place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do that stuff, you know, they'll be like, oh, I'm glad you guys went and you had fun and I didn't have to deal with it. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what it was. And that's exactly what he said. He's like, I am so glad you guys had a good time, but I am even more happy that I did not have to be there. <laughs> yeah. We used to do that with the zoo. Well, I think that was more when, well, no, it was when he used to play, but also when he was on the drill field, we used to do that. I used to take uh, Rosie down to the zoo because I have active duty ID card. So San Diego Zoo is free for me. And then Rosie was under three. So it was free for her. And we just buy lunch. When we get down there, throw in a stroller, call it a day. We'd walk around the zoo for 
you know, three quarters of the day. And he's like, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad you guys do this, but it's not really like, he would go with us. Right. And, but you know, he, it's just not his thing. I'm like a zoo fanatic. So when I go to the zoo, I'm like a crazy person. So I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yeah, I mean, it's just things like that. I think that spouses, I guess, need to be more open about and talk about and understand like it's okay to do things for yourself. And, you know, I feel like I had this conversation with someone earlier today. Like, as a military family, we knew having kids, there were things that either one of us or both of us, or, you know, whatever the situation is, that we were going to miss out on. So, yeah. It was about Ella's dance recital, actually, and it just so happens to fall on the same weekend of the air show here. Well, <clears throat> we knew as a military family, like, if that happens and he has to work the air show, he can't be there. And yeah. yeah, it sucks, but it's something that, you know, we knew going into it, and so we do our best, okay, record whatever we can, buy the DVD or whatever. Not yeah. that he really wants to sit at a five-hour recital anyway. No. <laughs> Um, but it's just, it's things like that, that you, I'm a big advocate in the fact that you still have to continue to live your life even when they're gone. Yeah, for sure. You know, and encourage them to like, in this, these days, it's a lot easier, I think, for them to communicate back home. So, you know, encourage them, take pictures and tell them like, Hey, I want to see like, you know, pictures, how are you and what's going on with you? Send us pictures of what you're doing so I can see you and the kids can see you even if you don't have kids. Um, my cousin, her ex-husband now, um, they when they were married before they had kids, he deployed. Um, and that's difficult too. I think that because I have kids, I'm a little preoccupied with them and my affection and my attention has somewhere to go. And when um, your spouse is deployed and it's just the two of you, I think it feels a little extra lonely. And we kind of went through that too, because we had deployments before we had kids. And being home by yourself is a little lonely. You come home to, you know, no, no one, right? But like yes. now I come home to kids. But when before we had kids, I would come home to um, my dog. Don't get me don't get me wrong. I love my dog, <laughs> but my dog doesn't hug me back, right? Um, right. So yeah, that's you know that's difficult too to go through deployment when it's just the two of you and you don't have kids because you really get into a groove of all your own of just focusing on like what you need to get done at home and you don't have them there. And so there's like kind of a void, you know? Yeah, so. absolutely. I know even there's been times when Dustin has been deployed and Ella has gone home, you know, for a month or two to spend time with my family. And I mean, I work as late as I possibly can. I It's almost like I do everything I possibly can to avoid going home because yeah. I know it's going to be so lonely there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, when, when they're, when your spouse is deployed, having a good set of friends and having some type of social life and, you know, spending more time with your family, like do those things, you know, don't yes. be afraid to not do those things. Um, yes. And, you know, tell your spouse about them. Why not? They're going to nine times out of 10, they're going to appreciate that you're doing something and that you're getting out there and you're staying busy and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, those are just my experiences with things. I think we talked to like all kinds of different stuff about deployment today. <laughs> right. We did. Yeah. And I love it. Well, and you know, you said talking about your spouse sending photos, 
I Dustin has sent me so many amazing photos from yeah. deployments and stuff. And there was one of his deployments. He sent me, oh my gosh, just the most beautiful pictures of like the Hilo and the sunset. And I actually had them printed out onto like metal pictures. Uh-huh. Um, so we could hang them in our house because they were so cool. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like lie to everybody and be like, we don't do anything but work while we're on deployment. Hey, you know, honestly, there's some times where we have a good time. Right. But I, and and also make that a comfortable conversation for your spouse. You know, that would be my recommendation. That's gotta be a comfortable conversation with your spouse. So when there's something funny that they've gone through or whatever, it's their break for the day and encourage them to share that with you. Um, one of like the things that sticks out in my mind, I was thinking about this earlier. I swear this would be the last story for the day. (laughs) When we were in Kuwait, we stopped there. I was deployed on a ship guys for about, um, seven months. I think we got extended a month. Um, and so we were in Kuwait for 30 days, uh, which got shortened, but that's a long story we won't get into. So we were in Kuwait for 30 days and my girlfriend and I went to the chow hall at lunch and, um, we were reading the menu as we walked in. We were on an Air Force base, I think. Um, and so it was their their chow hall, which is a, a leaps ahead of a Marine Corps chow hall. <laughs> Anywhere you go. Um, so uh, we walked in and she, she goes, what's Noodles Jefferson? And I was like, dude, what is Noodles Jefferson? Like this is, they give it like this name to make it sound so fancy. And now I'm like curious, like, what is this? And she looks at me and she's like, how much you want to bet Noodles Jefferson is literally noodles with butter on it? And I was like, get out of here. There's no way. Like, why wouldn't they just call it that then? She's like, I bet you. And we're like, what is Noodles Jefferson, right? So we get up to the line. We're like, let me get some of that. Yep. Buttered noodles. (laughs) But that fancy Noodles Jefferson, okay? Fancy Noodles Jefferson, guys. Like, that's, man. But, you know, those moments happen and, like, you if I were to call back and tell my husband that story while we were deployed, he'd have been like, I don't understand it. You know, like I, he <laughs> right. gets it because he's been there, but like most people be like, I don't what, I don't understand. But like, it's just one of the things that happens while you're gone. You're like, Oh man. And there's those kind of things that stick with you. So I would definitely say, encourage your spouse to have those conversations with you and <laughs> talk to you about that stuff, because those are some of the things that stick with a service member. And for you, for you as a couple to kind of move through deployment, you know, you got to share those things with each other and be able to laugh and talk about them from both sides. You know, yeah, it's so important. Absolutely. One of my, (laughs) one of my most favorite stories is from Dustin's last deployment. He had to go to the embassy in Jordan and (laughs) he called me at the end of the day and he was like, I had to throw my shoes away. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, it was so hot there that the bottom of my shoes literally melted <laughs> off of my shoe and I walked out of them. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was so funny. I mean, I'm laughing just as hard now as I did whenever he told me. And so of course, he's like, I literally just started walking and they just stayed right there. <laughs> and so I love to hear stories about that. Um And just funny things like that, the good and the bad and everything else. So like you said, definitely have those conversations with your spouse because yes, you guys are working hard, of course, but I know it's 
not all work. And I mean, he did. He went to the embassy for work, but he still had something really funny happen to him while he was there. Yeah. Yep. And that stuff does happen, you know, no matter how small or insignificant it is, those those things happen because you got to break that seriousness a little bit while you're out there, no matter where you're deployed to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming again today and listening to us. And we will be back in two weeks. Be sure to subscribe to whatever podcast listening platform you use and you'll never miss an episode.